Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. And I'm Owen. And it is uh, very lovely to see you both. Um, I can't believe that uh, the season has come around so quickly. It's nice to have all three of us here. Um, and for the, any new listeners uh, who's not uh, experienced the joy of uh, All the Overs yet, uh, we are three friends who come together um, every season just to talk about Essex cricket, nothing else. So if you're here for something else, I'm afraid you'll be disappointed. But if you're here for Essex cricket, you're in the right place. So how are you, chaps? I'm good, thank you. A little bit tired, um, recovering from holiday and jet lag, but on the whole, not too shabby at all. Good to hear. Jet lag is uh, evil. I concur. Yeah, we were at a wedding together, weren't we, in Texas? It was a spectacular wedding. So alas, we didn't get to see any of the cricket uh, in person because uh, we were living it up in, I'm not going to say sunny Texas, because actually by the time we got to the wedding and the Thursday, it was horrific. Um, we were surrounded, weren't we, by uh, other states or other parts of the state that had tornadoes and we narrowly missed the tornadoes and just got the heavy rain and wind instead there we go lovely wedding though it was Jesus first experience of the US wasn't it it was I um, took in the sights of DC and then had the joys of Texas and on the whole I was pleasantly surprised by it all I thought it, it was very nice what's weird very though nice. when you go into bars now you did to uh, not bring your guns in with you yeah, there was some some definite culture shocks between here and there. <laughs> when I checked in the airport afterwards, they asked if I was uh, checking in any, any firearms. I was like, why do I do that? That sounds like the worst thing to bring on a plane is a gun. Anyway. I guarantee you that there would have been people on that flight that had guns. Well, I, I saw, you know, where the, um, the state building is in the middle of Austin. Walking around the garden, I did see someone walking around with a handgun. Because as you allowed to open carry, aren't you? Yeah. And his hair had just had it in a holster, but it still like unnerved me a bit. That why would you walk around on a Saturday afternoon with a gun? You know, it's uh... in case no one gets beef with you. Yeah, it's the chances. On <laughs> anyway, but still, we're back in lovely England. Um, yeah, the lovely place to go. I highly recommend um, Austin if anyone uh, is is tinkering with the idea of going. Um, but um, but no, it's like, nice. it goes sooner than later because I reckon. Yeah. All the old bits we saw, you know, the sort of nice old bars and shops, are they going to be skyscrapers within five years? The amount of building that's going on there, the city's transforming. It should like positively, but I think if you want to see Texas, that's not, not going to be there very long. I don't think. No, because it will just become one, one more high-rise American city, won't it? It should like that. It'll be like Manhattan somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, but there you go crickets so Essex we are off to a good start uh, before we dive into the um uh, the Middlesex game and um the successes there um just to Keith Fletcher congratulations from all the overs um on uh, being appointed as Essex Essex's new president did you guys know that he started with Essex when he was 17 years old um, I did not know that. No. Yep. He was with Essex for 26 years. Um, and he's like 60 or 70, 78 now or something. So he's been, you know, involved in some capacity with Essex for, you know, 
well over half a century. I think that's pretty impressive. I know you have the record for the, the I think I've broken now, the most catches by an outfielder. Yep. Because I remember, like, sure pursuit question one year, people couldn't believe I the answer to that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you, uh, you're full of surprises there, Aaron, aren't you? There we go. There you go. He was the start of um, Essex being a like a formidable team, wasn't he, back in the seventies? Mm. So, but I think you know we're also sort of also runs before that. But yeah, that that started. Well, we're still seeing it now, aren't we? That sort of you know being serious attention for for titles and cups all the time. So yeah, he set that um, all in motion. Yeah, part of a legacy. Pretty awesome. So yeah, well done, Keith. That's brilliant. So. Um, Middlesex. Oh, wow. Good start. Who wants to go? I think it's a very promising start. It's You look at the fixtures and you see newly promoted team and you think it's a gimme, but they're often um, slippery fixtures. You either take it too easily or you underestimate why they got promoted in the in the first place um to to come away with quite a comprehensive win all right the result on paper doesn't look that flattering we won by 97 runs and that's nothing special but it was very comprehensive in terms of the bowling performance and everyone being back to their best um i don't want to go too much into it because i'm sure we're going to talk about it in a bit more detail but porter coming back especially after his build-up in the pre-season, sort of acknowledging that last season was a bit below par in terms of that high bar he set. Um, I thought it was a really good um, display. Excellent. I'm inclined to agree. I, no, I think 19, was it, I wish it was 97. I think that's okay. I don't think it looks unimpressive. But anyway, but no, you're absolutely right. Um, Owen? Yeah, in some way, the bit of the, the, the margin of victory, even though we got all 20 points, which is the main thing. But yeah, I think there's, there's one point, wasn't it, on um, one of the things, the jet lag the other way in the Americas, that you got, to, you know, I was up early in the morning, early enough to watch the most, most of the cricket before people started, you know, wanting to go for lunch and stuff. So, yeah, just the way that we were bowling at the start off with, I think that uh, partnership between, uh, if I remember correctly, um, da, 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 da. yeah, it was that sort of Simpson Higgins, wasn't it, for Middlesex, put that part, that partnership together, which you were looking, to, they were going to follow on at one point uh, with the way we started. So, yeah, I can understand why Cheese maybe think, well, you, we, you were thinking at one point about winning by in innings, so... Yeah, yeah. I thought, okay, as as she said, Ford's coming back to form. It's amazing. Um, I'd like to see him and Sam Cook. The, how how good bowlers they are, you know, just sort of <clears throat> competing in each other, just to become better and better cricketers would be amazing. So yeah, that's really really exciting to see that, and uh, just generally all round really good bowling points. And Dan Lawrence, you know, coming back, not from the England squad, comes back to his first county game and hits a century. Pretty good reply. I think it's all around a very good performance, and yeah. So let's come back to the the, the standout people then. So, in terms of um, 
Let's start with the batting performance first because we tend to focus on our bowling performance and obviously <laughs> there's a lot to look forward to to talk about there in a minute. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Dan Lawrence, will he get 105? Digston, Wesley, 48. Critchley, 55 um, on that first innings. That's not, not bad at all, really. It's not too bad at all. And and in fact, like that's what we should really expect f- from those three. And the start, I think, saved us. We were talking about this, Owen, whilst we were out there, about we looked at the lineup and said, oh, you know, we can actually bat deep now. Yeah. Which is something we've not really been able to say consistently over the last few seasons that we've done this pod. Like, we've always praised the bowling attack and then there's been questions whether it was Brown at the top or other players um, lower down the order. Um, what are they actually bringing? And then for the rest of the tale, when you've got Harmer, Snater, Rossington, to not get double digits, that's a little bit worrying because we're going to face a much better attack in the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah, true. I one thing I would say I got quite a comment from um, someone on Twitter to our account. Uh, someone called Tiffany Minks Eggplant Emoji. That's the username. Um, needs an experienced overseas number four, number five batsman like Steve Smith. Obviously, he's at South Sussex. On a short-term contract, controversial, I know, but this is where we haven't replaced Ryan Tenderscarter. I think that's um, quite a comment on more things. We we still have, we've been talking about it since Ravi left, really, and Ryan, that we haven't really got that solid um, middle order middle order batter that can either get a quick half century or hold innings up. You know, reliably. I know Washington and stuff have done in the past, but you want someone who does it every single week. Also, I saw when I was watching the live stream, a couple of catches went down at, at keeper that I thought Wheater would have caught those. And that would have stopped that partnership building in the Nimsic's first innings. Yeah, I remember you getting quite frustrated about that, but also you kind of predicted it. Well, they've gone for they've gone for the current the current modern system, isn't it? Where you, you go for someone who's a better batter than, than you know, not so the best wicketkeeper, but the better best bat best better batter. I mean, that's been the English cricket since for the last what almost almost twenty five years now. I say since James Foster got dropped from dropped from England squads for um Gothic. So yeah, and it just as an Essex fan, it's frustrating seeing that you had you know Foster replaced by someone who wasn't as good as him, and now you got Wheat replaced by someone who's not as good as him. I think just we we've been used to very good keepers, and I found it a bit frustrating that you know I just would expect this to be caught rather than get a glove to it and it just palm out the hand a bit. Do you think we need to be looking to get another keeper then? I don't even hear a season. <laughs> yeah, we've got Marcus Michael Pepper. He can keep, can't he? Um, but yeah, I just and so can Will Butterman. I I, I just yeah. I was a bit frustrated seeing catches I thought Division 1 professionals should be taking. I don't disagree. I think that, I mean, this is my return to the pod. I missed the, the intro and I don't really want to be super negative <laughs> straight straight off the bat. <laughs> but there, there's two names in the list, like the team sheet, that I think 
if we really wanted to be serious title contenders every year, and I'm not saying this squad can't do it because I fully believe that they can, that there's two that I'd look to upgrade, and that's Rossington and Allison. Now, Allison's a bit mean because he's quite fresh and everything else. And he's shown, you know, some sparks of having some great talent. Rossington, though, has not set the world on fire since he's joined. And we spoke about it quite often last season, where we were questioning his performance and what he brings to the team and everything else. Like, you've listed off a load of great keepers, you know. Did folks keep as well when he was... Um... Uh, he left because he wouldn't get because of Foster. Possibly, yeah. Uh, that's another one that we could have had. Um, that's the one that I would look to upgrade. International keeper to come in at six. I think um, Miss Eggplant Emoji. That is her real name. Um, Tiffany. But Tiffany is the... Yeah, I'm not sure about this. I, when we started <laughs> this introduction, I thought this is a troll account and what are we doing? Um, th- there's there's some merit to it. I you know, I don't think we do need a top international batsman now. And that's mostly because I've got a lot of faith in Harmer and Snater after last season to score runs with the bat. Maybe wildly and not necessarily in full control, but they've shown that they can get big scores, which really does help in a time of crisis it, it is that keeping batsman yeah so i think it really sets apart i understand why i do it because you you're it's 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 what you do for a living it's like risk and rewards and analysis and stuff like that but it's um i understand that the few drop catches if someone can regularly get big scores and most if we look back at the great keepers, apart from maybe maybe sort of Alex Stewart, didn't regularly get hit huge scores. Even like you know, sort of the um, Jack Russell's the world great, you know, one of the best keepers ever. Didn't in well, any England, Australian different breed, aren't they? they? Seem to produce best of both. But yeah, I, I understand why they're, why they're doing it, and I don't think I agree. I don't think we'll get in a specialist keeper, but um, I'm sure I, we've spoken about it before. How the game's kind of changed a bit, where we've gone away from specialists to more generalists that can do everything you know we had specialist keepers they didn't find their success in the international game so then they all started learning how to bat and we're seeing it more with bowlers that they're yeah. becoming all-rounders and everything else i think a specialist slip fielder still like alistair cook's always stuff unless unless he's like i'm alistair cook i'm not running the field which i don't think that would happen um given apparently he does he goes for quite long jogs every morning um, yeah, you've got, you've got some fielders that are, they, they hone in the specialism, they'll, they'll always field in that position. But yeah, if you're ever keeping, I think that's a, that's a lost art. The only way you're going to get that is if someone who can, is a brilliant keeper back and also can really hit the ball. Like I think folks is trying to work really hard on, but sorry. But then like, they're going to go with Bairstow, aren't they? Because he Bairstow can hit regularly hit centuries, despite being not as good as a keeper. Yeah. Back to the positives there. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. I'm so excited I coughed. Um right, well following performance then. Because it's not although we said Jamie Porter, we'll talk about him in a second, but it wasn't a one man show, was it, by 
we had uh, quite a few good performances there. Yeah, I think it was Snow Shane Slater. I mean, once again, last week when we were at the wedding, we were talking about, you know, at Kenny, keep it going. It was was this one of these things, you know, players that just has a brilliant, comes out of nowhere, brilliant season, and they find it hard to replicate it when people find them out. But you know, in the second innings, he made a his bowling made a great breakthrough. You know, getting those two balls in an over, so two wickets in an over, um, really sets up victory. So yeah, it's good to see him. Um, you know, finish starting where he finished off last year. I know it's a bit expensive in the first innings, but probably a bit rusty. Yeah, I think everyone had got the ball chipped in, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Porter, phenomenal display in the first innings. Cook chipped in in the second and the first. Harmer again. Harmer as well, Mr. yeah. Mr. Reliable, you know he's going to do something. It just feels like we've got... We talk about the comprehensive bowling attack this just felt like a really strong bowling start to the season. And I think if we can carry this form on, then I think we'll, we'll set ourselves up very well. Yeah, but true. I'm not, I'm not, I have to say, I'm not surprised to see those figures from, and, and all of those names, um, but I am really pleased at the same time. Yeah, I think it's worth noting the rule change in county championship this year. They've reduced the amount of points you get for winning a game. Um, which was quite a high before, which means the bonus points are now even more important. So I think the fact that we can, I comfortably say, it'll be shocked if we don't get full bowling points every game. So that's a given. Then we just got to make sure that we hone our batting up and, and get and get as many. We can't do it last year where we really collapsed on the batting points. And I, 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 it looks like they're working on it. So... Yeah, I agree. It's It's picking up as much as you'd love to say, oh, we'll win every game, don't worry about it, and then we won't have to even think about bonus points, it's just really unlikely. So it's picking up those little ones and twos extra each yeah. game to close that gap. Yeah, true. I do worry about, um, we mentioned in the preview last uh, two, two weeks ago, where's the Rolf Aaron Beard in the, in the four-day competition? Because you've got, you know, I've seen bowlers are really unless they want to get injured because it looks like Ben Allison is um seems to be more preferable over 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 Aaron and Aaron's um yeah I can't see him hanging around you know he's he's a he's a professional cricketer that wants to make his mark on the sport and look back on a career full of first team appearances not playing the seconds of Billy Ricky yeah I think he's definitely been pushed to the periphery. I'd say he's still first reserve, or in terms of the squad and any um, injuries or rotation, he'd be the name I'd look to come in. Um, but you're right that for someone of his age who's had success, you know, we had him on after we won the title not too long ago. Um, it has to be a bit sort of galling to not be week in week out playing and showing off that talent yeah true mm. sorry <coughs> there we go had a tickle um would be nice to see Aaron more though 
T twenty, he'll be there, and the one day, one day Royal Royal London, day, yeah, but the, he'll be there every week. But it just, it's, I, can't, I wouldn't be surprised if we get announced when he's gone on loan, like he did last season. If it's Fun Division Two club, we'll lap him up. He's got pace. He's a good cricketer. Um, he's matured a lot the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, even when he was a, a, I don't mean he was immature. I just mean in terms of his. Yeah, but even back when he was the so when he just, you know, I, I, I one of my favourite things when I sort of relaxed Chelmsford day is you know when just at the lunch break when the bowl the reserve bowlers come out and they just they mm-hmm. bowl that sort of floppy stump thing and just watching uh, when he was a teenager just watching him swing the ball at pace was such a, a lovely thing to watch while you're having a sandwich so um yeah I, and he's he's a great bowler just he's not as unfortunately he's not as good as Porter and Cook and and the rest yeah. and it seems that they, they think Allison's gonna be better better potential than, than Beard so it's not his fault at all he's just in a very very strong squad isn't he um, but and it's not like it's not like football where the money's so good that you happy sit on the bench of Man City taking, you know, what is most people can't earn in a lifetime a week. He's enough. He's the one to go off and, and you know, you know, make a mark on the game. So we'd be surprised if we see a loan, another loan deal for him to go off and until the red white ball stuff starts, go and play for someone like Leicestershire or something like that. No, certainly wouldn't blame him. But. We all know I've got a soft spot for him. So, um, so Porter, I am just going to mention, obviously, man of the match. Um, fully deserved. Would we all agree? If, if we'd had a vote in that, would we all put him in, in the same spot? Yeah, that start. Unbelievable. I don't think there's any other one. Uh, maybe Lawrence for the century. <laughs> no. you could I, think no, I, do like to, I do like to ask the question. I think for his entire first spell, he had more wickets than runs. Oh yeah, I mean that was his first five six over (coughs) more, and that's that's hard to maintain. Not 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 you know not getting not nicking one edge at an edge for four on the Lord's back pitch, which is you know like carpet. So yeah, just just the and I think Nick Friend from the cricketer he put a tweet out saying that. Essex bowled hundred and something overs, and he didn't. He can't remember a single bad ball being bowled in the entire the entire time Essex bowling. So yeah, it's just wow. Yeah, praise indeed. I reckon. I wonder how many pr- cricket magazines are now doing us for title contenders rather than just mid table. Well, I think we should be this this season. I mean, we say it every year, don't we? But we should be um, we should be aiming for silverware without yeah. question. So, um, that's always meant to be the aim, but I think, you know, we had a couple of, well, last last season was obviously interesting and not as um, fruitful as we'd have liked it. So, um, all right, then, well, on the back of that, let's look ahead to um, next week then, um, because obviously we've got, um, no, this week, sorry, (laughs) we've got Lancashire and then we've got Kent. So, um, Let's start with Lancashire. How do we feel about uh, that fixture? And also, who's going? Because I'm but going. It's the Tartan Tenders, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting couple of days, as long as the weather holds out. It's a proper test, that one. That is playing last season's runner-up, a team that's historically good. Um, if we come away with that, I think that sets the tone for a very promising campaign. If we lose it, I don't think it's anything to get like anxious about. 
but it's a it's a barometer of how you're going to measure up against the rest of the competition. Mm. I still think, given it's at Chelmsford, that's what we're going to be taking. We're going to be taking at twenty points at Chelmsford and then trying to get as many as we can at Old Trafford. Um, it's a bit unfortunate with with we can't face them so early, isn't it? When it's still um, pretty wet and miserable outside. So, but it should be, that should come into our hands. You know, we've got a good bowling attack. Um, bowling favors damp favors favors damp conditions. So. Yeah, but I would say that if you look at their so their team sheet against um they they won against or drew sorry uh, against Surrey they put out Wells Jennings uh, Bahannon Croft Villas Ben the Grandholm Wood Bailey Williams and Parkinson uh, that's a pretty strong squad not those are either current or former internationals and then you've also got you've got James Anderson hasn't he waiting in the sidelines to whenever England will let him play. And I can I can see Anderson. I think he's mentioned on Tail Enders podcast that he wouldn't mind um, bowling against Alice, his friend Alice Cook. So I'm always surprised we see uh, um, yeah the no, number one bowler in the world at Chelmsford this week. That would be very very exciting. Um, Not for Nick Brown. <laughs> no, 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 for for us spectating. I think. Um, and then looking ahead to, unless you have anything to add there, cheese. No, I mean, I kind of relish when the best players come out to play because to be the best, you want to go up against the best. And I don't know, there's always some keyboard warrior that goes, <laughs> oh, well, Anderson didn't play and you, you would have lost if he'd have been there and skittled you out for four runs it's like well make him play then and then we'll see (laughs) (laughs) and then um obviously because we run a uh, fortnightly podcast um in between we'll also have kent's slightly different feet i think that's gonna be a very very different game to lancashire yeah the made-up local derby um yeah it's sorry Oh, well, they always make it a big derby match, don't they? I just don't believe it. Yeah. Um, I think ours is the two London oh. games. Oh, well, we certainly don't get ourselves stressed about it. <laughs> they seem to get their knickers in a twist over it. Cheese, um, you mentioned earlier about um, loss of their bowling coach. Batting, batting coach. Batting coach. So Did I say they, bowling? I meant batting, sorry. They took Tendo off us. He uh, he spent last year there as their uh, as their batting coach, but he's moved to franchise cricket for a stint. Um, there's also you know they've lost Darren Stevens, who is just count, county cricket legend. You never know what Darren Stevens is going to turn up, and they've lost Ollie Robinson. So I think Kent is a little bit weaker than we've probably seen them in previous years they've never been title challengers but they've been uh, a good enough test for the quality that they have so I expect us to to comfortably win that one given those departures um maybe they could be relegation candidates now that I've said it all out 
I, I don't think that's a shame though, because the they've always been sort of fairly sturdy at the best of the rest. Yeah, I think they're one of these clubs that just stay in Division One as their priority, isn't it? You know, they're not they're not going to be you know setting out to win the thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I just think that they always seem to be one of these bogey clubs, don't they? That we just struggle against. Like you know, we're in Division Two, and Leicester hadn't won a game for many, many years, but they'd beat they'd beat Essex. At, so that's what I was. That's Mike always said that we seem to, we seem to underperform against Kent quite often. Well, I have a feeling. I don't know where it's coming from, but I have a good feeling about Kent, um, not for them, but about our. Our performance against them, I think, will be fine. Um, if certainly, if um, if we're able to put up a good performance against Lancashire, that'll uh, spur us on to do some good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's the two. That's forty points for us to take, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that I think they they are they are there for the taking for sure. Um, but I do think um, I think we're probably better set up for Kent um, in terms of performance. Um, but we, we tend to level up when the when the competition's um, more stressful. So you know, it's it's whether or not we we maintain the the mindset for Kent because I think we will we'll definitely bring it with Lancashire. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. But there you go. So, can I bring uh, in my uh, Victorian player of the, of the week? Pardon me. Well, last this season, is, I found... is this a new feature you're going to run? This, this new... <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't write this into the agenda. I know. I just um, I completely forgot. And it reminded me that during the week I thought, ah, oh. when we had that last season, that bloke that um, was one of the fastest bowlers ever, and he he annoyed W.G. Grace by yes. um, by, uh, by by giving him a send off as he as he got him out. <laughs> this guy called um, Frederick Bull, who had his prime year in 1897 for Essex. I found an amusing story out, but I can't understand why this would have even occurred. So, um, I mean, you, he's got he had quite a tragic life. I won't go into what happened to him in the end, but that's why, that's why he was in a news article. But anyway, in, in 1897, he was playing a game against Lancashire at Leighton, the late, old Leighton ground. And... Essex didn't want Lancashire to follow on. Just I can't think why. So he started bowling wides, but not but not literally but literally bowling to the boundary. So he was running up and just bowling the ball like at a right angle. So it went straight to the boundary for four to give Lancashire more and more runs so they wouldn't be able to follow on. The last batsman, a guy called Mould, realized what he was doing. So as he came into bowl, he just knocked his own wickets over to finish the innings. Ooh. Wow. A weird thing happening at late, uh, late in the Victorian era. What a I can't think why game. that happened. Yeah. yeah. That's bizarre. Wow. The next season, he took over 100 wickets in a year. Not bad. That is not bad. But then in 1900, he um, had an awful season. He got dropped. So, yeah. 
and he became assistant secretary of the Essex when he retired. Yeah, yeah I, thought was, I thought it was an interesting story from 1897. That's a very interesting story. Thank you for sharing it. Well, you know, you go to the pavilion, you see the old blokes in there, they look really smart in the Victorian outfits. Really yeah, I've got one, I've got my, I've got one on my wall. Yeah, I just think, yeah, that's, um, I find I was trying to think, you know, what was life like back then? Before, yeah, because Chelsea wasn't even about, it, most of them weren't professional. So yeah, there we go. Frederick Ball, Essex legend. Excellent. Thank you for that little slice of history there. Um, and we'll look forward to the next one in two. So it's going to be a regular thing. So it's going to be every, every pod. Not every pod, that's about too much. I'll try, every time I find an interesting story, I'll share it you guys. Okay. To be surprised. Lovely. Thank you very much. Well, guys, it's been really nice to see you. Um, thank you very much for uh, the little history lesson, Owen, and thank you for sage words there, Cheese. Um, I'll look forward to seeing Owen. I'll see you at the cricket on Thursday. Yep. Cheese, you able to come along? Uh, I don't think so, but I may be able to pop down if things at work allow. No, everyone's teacher, sorry. He's got to work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Just kick me while I'm down. It's all right. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll make sure I have um an extra, uh, an extra, an extra burger or chips or pint or something on your behalf. You, you spoil me. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, in that case, thank you very much. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Thank you, goodbye from me.